0: to we'll call our next guest. How is Gary? And they're scary. How are you, my friend? Good. How are you? Pretty good actually. You uh you, you sound uh a lot better on this line. This is fantastic.
1: Yeah, they we, you, these cell phones, <laughs> you know how that works. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I there
0: there are times I just wish we could go back to the typewriter.
1: Yeah, well. all this days, technology. days I, I'm with you on that one. <laughs>
0: We have got a, a great guest joining us on the live. Gary S. Goldman is the nationally recognized host of Business, Politics, and Lifestyles, a weekly talk show airing on WCRN 830 in the metro Boston area. And uh, the last time we had him on, a lot of people were really interested in wanting to have him back. So I'm glad we were able to make this work today. Now, um, AOC is transformed into a black person. Uh- <laughs> She suddenly put on an urban accent. Talk to me about this, my friend. What, what What is going on with these Democrats and these accents that they do? Like Hillary did one a few years ago. Now AOC is doing one. What is the deal?
1: I, you know, I, I listened to that uh, conversation that AOC was having with that group several times. And, you know, I, first of all, I came to the conclusion that, you know, there's and I'm being not trying to be funny here but there's definitely something wrong with that woman you know there's definitely something wrong with that woman but with that said if she would just if she was making the convert you know continuing with their conversation and just talked to her her regular voice I think her point would have been taken you know at a a, better point with the group that she was with instead going to that fake voice like she wanted to be hip and part of their crowd to me diminished the conversation she was having with it with them and you know what this had this is something that she does with numerous groups that she talks with she she transforms into whom she thinks they would like her to be and in her mind i I truly believe she thinks that's the way she has to communicate but you know it, it it was totally out of you know when you when you start when you start a conversation and you start transforming into you know uh one's maybe ethnic background to me, it, again, it, it takes away from what your what your real point is. If you really had any point to begin with, except that I think AOC just goes out. She starts talking. She goes with the flow, and this is just something she constantly does. And I, I find it totally, totally out of line, and and totally, uh, you know, it's, uh, racist to some degree as she's as she's making. Well, and see, this
0: this is the thing that that I i run into with with a lot of this stuff is when hillary did it uh it sounded racist when she did it right and and aoc i think it was more or less she was she was just uh, like you were saying she was just trying to connect with them and thought she would talk in a certain way um but you know you bring up an interesting point back in the day when hillary was was doing it 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 sounded it it sounded racist when she did it and nobody called her on it um why do you think that that people are kind of letting this go with aoc is it because they realize the same thing that you've realized which is she was just trying to fit in with the with the yeah, and, and I the think crowd. that's
1: what people, you know, look, you got, especially with AOC, you've got to determine which fight you're going to pick with her or where you really want to chase her down because she's saying something that's outrageous on a daily basis. So I think most people, exactly what you said, they sort of laid off of it. But she's so hypocritical because, you know, AOC, came, you know, claims she was, uh, she grew up in the Bronx, which is a 43% black community. She was born in the Bronx. She grew up in a town called Yorktown Heights, which was 90% white, but she always refers to herself as someone from the Bronx. So, you know, I think, again, it, it's exactly what you said. It's, she was trying to fit in. She was trying to, you know, we both agree that she was trying to place herself in that quote-unquote domain. And I th- I just think, uh, you know, people decided to look at this as, uh, you know, uh, Look, we hear this a lot with people on television, um, actors, actresses, comedians, and sometimes even the news broadcaster. If you listen closely, when they're doing a, you know, a segment, but um, I think on this one they just gave AOC the pass. But it, it is, it is troublesome because, you know, if she would just be who she is, we don't have to agree with her. I personally think she would get her point across that much better.
0: Yes. Yes, I do agree. We have got a a great guest with us today. Gary S. Goldman is the nationally recognized host of Business, Politics, and Lifestyles, a weekly talk show airing on WCRN 830 in the metro Boston area. And he joins us today here in a broadcast. And uh, Alan K. Patch coming up here in a few moments with uh, a a great segment on history. And we'll talk to uh, Alan here in a few seconds. Now, Gary... um, this, this situation with uh, all these Democrats that are running, um, the thing that I'm worried about <laughs> with, Democrat, with all these Democrats running for president is that with a huge primary, you have the possibility of one or two squeaking through that really shouldn't even be on the nomination side. Uh, w- what do you make of, of of the Democratic primary now that Joe Biden and everybody's jumped in?
1: Well, there's so many running, it makes my March Madness chart starting to look uh, insignificant. <laughs> yes, but that's beside yes. the point. Um, look, at, you know, I, I'm not Biden, uh, Joe Biden. I was hoping that he wouldn't jump into this race for a number of reasons, but he decided to get in. And I think you're right. I think there's going to be one or two uh candidates that sneak through the crack here that uh is going to make this even more interesting but you know the, the the problem with someone like first of all let's take Biden the progressives progressives look at he's not the candidate that they want and people like AOC and that group are going to make are, are really going to going to put the pressure on Biden with this you know old white male let's I mean if we're going to be honest that's the way they look at him and they don't want any part of that but um you know when, and when I look at the numbers, obviously the poll numbers out this morning that you know Biden would take Trump by x number of points, it's laughable It's way too soon for those numbers. but you know um there are a few others in there that you have to be concerned about um, that look at I'm not sure what their platform is because they all seem to jump on each other's bandwagon to some degree um elizabeth warren our our lovely senator, I think she's on a train that's totally out of control and she's just grabbing at anything um but there you know there's there's a few of them in there that I'm a little concerned about where where they're going to end up and uh how they're gonna how they're gonna play this thing out but you know, I think it's so early, so early in this process, and uh James that you know people people are just not sure they're listening with one ear. But I think as we get to the fall and obviously the first part of the year, it's going to heat up. And by then we should have some, uh, you know, at some point we're going to have a field in there that we have to look out for. But look, at, I think I, I I'm I think President Trump's a strong candidate. But there are a couple of uh, individuals in there that I think could cause him some some aggravation. Um, and as much as I just said, you know, the numbers they're saying on Biden, you know, he's taking it. And it's, you know, he could be Trump and this sort of areas. I hope not, but I think Biden could be a problem for the president I honestly believe that.
0: Well, see, th- this is the thing with Joe Biden. I um I I remember several several years ago when he used to be on Politically Incorrect with Bill Maher and he was on Bill Maher's HBO show when it first started. And I liked some of the ideas that Biden had. And then for whatever reason, he <laughs> he got away from that and then he became This weird dude, I guess. Uh, And then he ran for president, and then he was the first one to leave. He was the first one to say, I'm done. I I can't do this. It's over. And then I gave him the nickname worst to first because he went from being the first guy (laughs) out to being the vice president. And I'm like, this guy is fantastic. He really won the lottery here. He's the first guy who went, ah, I can't raise money. Nobody really cares about what I'm doing. Oh, hey, I could be president.
1: <laughs> uh, you know, here in crazy amazing. liberal Massachusetts, you know, they're, they're, he has a big following. I mean, there there are a number of people and friends that I have that really can't take this progressive side that's way to the left. And they love Joe Biden. They have been waiting for this day for for weeks now for him to jump into this race. There's something about him. They feel that he would be a you know, great president, even though if you read Barack Obama he's not, you know, making any commitments to whom he's going to endorse. And I don't think Joe Biden is the guy he's going to endorse. But with that said, um, there's, there's elements in this country that like Biden for whatever reason, I think he's too wishy-washy. I don't think he really has a platform and that whole touchy feely thing. I don't think he's done with that yet either. So, um, You know, I think he's got to be watched, but, but, you know, there's there's something about Joe that seems to calm certain elements of the populace that just do not like Trump or may have voted for President Trump the last time, um, but may not be voting for him this time. I think Biden may be the solution. Problem is, James, they've got to look at, what he, like you were just alluding to, what he really stands for and what is it that you're going to try and accomplish. And I think the American voters are going to have to say, the U.S., you know, people in this country are going to have to say, look, are we better off now than we were, you know, under President uh, Obama, which we've all come to use that term? And where, where can President, where would a President Biden take us? And I don't think it's a good place that he would take us to.
0: We have got a uh, great guest with us today, and as we wrap up here with uh, with our guest for uh, this segment, uh, Gary S. Goldman, he's the nationally recognized host of Business, Politics, and Lifestyles, which is a weekly talk show airing on WCRN 830 in the metro Boston area. Um, how do we get a hold of the show? How do we listen to you? All these things.
1: You can listen to me at uh, GaryOnBPL.com. If you go to that uh, website, it has the live link to the show, WCRN.com. or look up WCRN on TuneIn, and you will uh, get the link to the, uh, to the show. It's, uh, you know, it's uh, conservative politics in Massachusetts. Uh, James, is a battle every week, I have to tell you. Yes,
0: <laughs> yes I, I i would agree I bet, I bet that is i bet that's not fun <laughs>
1: Yeah, but it, but it's a fight i love to you know it's a, it's a battle i love to go on with on a daily basis so.
0: definitely definitely well uh we are going to get to our next segment but i i appreciate you making time for us today thanks for coming on my friend
1: my, my pleasure to look forward to speaking with you
0: again. Soon. Definitely, definitely. Thank you, man. There he goes, Bye-bye. Gary S. Goldman. We're going to take a 60 second timeout. Come back with Alan K. Patch here in just a few moments. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I
1: guess? Aha, in my dentist's office.